0: there and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. So I put a questions box in our Instagram stories asking for some kind of get to know you questions and a bulk of the questions were kind of about How this started, you know, what was the why behind this, kind of in the sense, like, why did we decide to take on this ministry? Why did, um, you know, sexual intimacy within marriage become a passion for us? Um, You know, how did this all start? Things like that. And so we just decided we would tackle this kind of big one first, and then we'll get into, like, the little questions in the next episode. So in order to tackle this, we decided, well, to answer another question, which was also what are your testimonies. So we're taking a bit of a spin yeah. on it and we are,
1: this is Alanis
0: <laughs> Yes. Yes. This is, this is, we're giving you our sex testimonies. So That's right. back in April of 2020, um, I was talking to Jeff and Paris, April, May. Oh no, you hadn't even talked to me about this yet. Okay. So we hadn't even been in communication about starting a podcast. Yeah. Cause you messaged me in May. Okay. So it was April. I didn't even know where par- like we weren't even talking about this at all at this point. Um, but I was talking about Jeff and I was to Jeff and I was saying, you know what, I'm feeling really led to talk about like sex and intimacy and this stuff. Like, um, but I don't know where to go with it and I don't know what to do with it. And he's like, okay, Alana, like, Before you kind of start anything, you need to write this stuff down. You need to figure out, you know, what is this? Like, what would you say? And so that was what was born was my testimony. So I have what I will read to you because we'll share our own testimonies. What I'm going to read is what I wrote down in April of 2020 when he told me to write this down. So if it sounds like kind of like I'm reading it from a book, it's because I'm reading it from my journal. (laughs) So, but I will read you what I wrote back in April of last year. Okay, so I wrote sex. Who knew a simple three-letter word could seem so complicated at times? I'm not writing this from a place of having it all figured out, but this is my story, a bit of my sexual journey if you will. And this journey begins before I had even had sex before, as a mindset. So growing up in a conservative Christian Mennonite church going home, sex was given a label and that label was sex equals bad. And either sex was was talked about as a big no-no, or it simply wasn't talked about at all. And to make matters worse, we didn't even have like sex ed classes in high school. So purity back then was all the rage. I remember signing a, you know, like I won't date kind of thing (laughs) and wanting a purity ring so bad. Like that was the thing to do was to, to have purity on the ring somewhere on your body or have the purity shirt or, um, all that jazz. So anyways, so then flash forward many, many years later, and I'm a married woman to my husband, Jeff. And so the day I said, I do sex was magically supposed to go from a thing that, you know, from the sex equals bad to sex equals amazing. And I fully anticipated that that switch would magically flip in my brain. Instead, um, a couple of months into being a newly married woman, I felt confused I remember thinking, you know, why don't I want this as much as I thought I would? And how am I supposed to know what turns me on and what feels best? And I really struggled with these thoughts for years, sadly. Sex was supposed to be this fun thing that I wanted to do three times a day, but instead it became a struggle. And it wasn't like it was, like, wasn't good, It was always fun and it was a beautiful way to reconnect and, you know, become one with my husband. It was always fantastic in that sense, but I remember having a feeling that there had to be more than what was happening, but I didn't know how to figure it all out. So zip forward years again, and we're in just about year six of our marriage and our sweet baby boy was born. During the weeks following our baby's birth, I decided it was due time to do some research. So we couldn't have sex because I was still recovering from pushing my eight pound six baby out. But I could learn all sorts about, you know, about it, about sex. So I was more prepared for when we could again. It was like having our baby was a bit of a restart of sorts for us. So I became a sponge. I listened to tons of podcasts so I could start feeling more equipped. And so it was through all of that research that I discovered that there wasn't that many resources out there for how to, you know, improve and learn about your sex life from a Christian standpoint. It feels like churches are, you know, busy pouring their resources into the stay pure fight that they often leave behind the newlyweds. So I wanted tips. I wanted ways to spice things up. I wanted games, practical advice as a new mom who was tired, but also wanted sex as a priority. So I slowly began making sex a bigger priority in my life, talking about it more with my husband and with my friends. And it started to get so much better. I felt like I had discovered this new freedom from ripping off the old label that sex is bad and putting on a new one, which was sex was amazing. And all it took was for me to stop assuming that our sex life would eventually get better on its own to actually doing something about it. And through my journey, I realized that this is something many women struggle with, but I had no idea because no one ever talks about it. So it's like we all assume that the couple beside us has it all figured out. So if we ask a girlfriend, you know, a question or some advice that, I don't know, it's like we believe that if we're asking a sex-related question, that obviously then I've got a crummy sex life or something. So it seems like sometimes that's what holds us back from really being open and honest with trustworthy friends, which can be like a really freeing and life-giving experience. Although I totally understand there are definitely some things that you don't always chat about with your friends. (laughs) There are boundaries there, but still like having a community around you is huge. So the amazing thing about being married is to someone is that you have your entire marriage to grow your sex life together. We never stop learning new things about each other's bodies. And that is a beautiful thought. You have your entire lifetime to work at making your sex journey better, but why not start now? Mm-hmm. So that was what I wrote back when we started. That is so, so good. <laughs> I hope you gives you like a bit of an idea of my heart behind this and why this is such a passion for me. You can kind of see like my journey of you know where I was, how I formed into why this mm-hmm. is on our hearts, so why on my heart um, so yeah, that's me <laughs> in a nutshell, I suppose
1: That's awesome and um so relatable like. The things you were saying, I'm like, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me. That was like so much of what you said. I'm like that, I mean, our our testimonies, are, or our testimonies, excuse me, are kind of similar in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys yeah. are setting a timer for 10 minutes because you know I can talk. Okay. So can we just like applaud Alana on having everything written down? She's amazing like that. I'm always off the cusp, so I don't have anything written down. <laughs> well, It's not like I so just, just wrote, this <laughs> I wrote
0: this
1: down. Wrote this down last year. Do you record it? I know, but that's amazing. Like, you recorded all this, and, and, like, you're re- revisiting this, like, a year later, and that's just super beautiful. Um, so, yeah, okay. Um, let's go back to me as a 13-year-old, you guys. Like I said... Said in some previous episodes, we've kind of talked on this a little bit before, but like in my home, I, I grew up in a really, really beautiful home. God has blessed me tremendously. I'm really close with both my mom and my dad. And like talking about sex was fine, it just wasn't talked about a lot. And so I kind of developed this mentality that uh, maybe we just don't talk about sex. And not that it was wrong or dirty, but it was just a hush hush kind of thing. And so I kind of adapted that mentality and, um, As me, and he's obviously my now husband, um, Neil, grew closer and closer in friendship. Um, We hit it off at 13 and 15, and at 14 years old, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I am marrying Neil Simpson. And she's like, okay, uh, we'll see about that. Uh, Sure enough, I did. But I mean, I was set on this guy, and he was set on me. And so we had this entire teenage romance, you guys, and... Being in a world where culture glorifies sex and idolizes it and the church uh, predominantly quiets it and um, a lot of negative messages go out against it, I found myself being extremely confused. And Neil and I really struggled through um, navigating our hormones and, you know, attraction and sexuality all throughout those years until we got married at 18 and 20. So it was really intense. There was a lot of times where we screwed up and and we messed up and we had to uh, really get accountable with each other and with the Lord and eventually with uh, some friends and and older couples in our lives. Um, But we didn't do that as soon as we should have. And so that left me bringing on a tremendous amount of guilt initially would you bred into shame, which you guys know we've talked about that. Shame is an identity um, that is rooted in a lot of unresolved stuff that just breeds a lot of chaos in your life. This is not something from the Lord. Shame is not from the Lord. That is directly from the enemy. And so I just felt like maybe God was punishing me. You guys know our hearts on that topic. We've been talking about that a lot lately and who God is. And so I had to get to the point where I have to ask God, okay, God, who do you say that you are? And who do you say that I am to you? And um, I remember that breaking point. It was a literal breaking point in my life. I snapped my knee right (laughs) about in half um, in an accident. And I was left completely bedridden for weeks. And it was at that time that the lord and i really got on the same page and god showed me a lot of truths and a lot of ugly stuff that i had to work through in my life so at 16 and 18 neil and i really came before the lord with very renewed hearts and understanding who god is that our as our father and that was a real turning point for us um because we realized a lot of um limiting beliefs that we had been believing that actually really navigated us incorrectly <laughs> in our relationship And instead of focusing on, oh, we can't do this, oh, we can't, oh, no, that is sin, oh, don't do that. And it's like this whole, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And it was just bred out of so much negativity from a lot of the voices that were feeding into our lives. Um, And we really started switching our mindset to, let's just honor God. Like, what is honoring to God? How can I honor God? How can I bring Him glory? Um, How can I serve Him through the sacrifices in my life and being His child? and that mindset switch was massive for us um and so fast forward to getting married those 2 years from um that mindset switch to getting married we we were so abstinent in terms of anything sexual you guys Neil and I were virgins coming to our wedding night we definitely struggled with um some sexual sin for sure but um when it came to our wedding night, I was the same as Alana. I was like, boom. This is going to be so epic. Like, turn off the off switches. Turn all of the on switches on. Let's go. And we were driving. You guys, we were so cool when we got married. We had a Mustang. So we were driving, Um, in our Mustang to the hotel, which is an hour away. And I remember just looking at Neil and just feeling, like, shook. And I was like, there's no boundaries between you and I anymore. Like... We can be as intimate as we want, and it's fine now. And he just looked at me, and I looked at him, and I just got, I just got, like, the goosebumps. And I was like, I feel so overwhelmed right now. I don't know how to navigate through this mentally. (laughs) (laughs) And so we get to the hotel room, and sure enough, I had a meltdown because I was so overwhelmed. And there's just, like, so much – I was also exhausted, you guys – we love. Okay, I shouldn't say we. I love to dance. Neil dances because he loves to see me dance. That's the only reason why he dances. Uh, but we danced <laughs> till like three in the morning on our wedding night, and it was just the most beautiful, like, beautiful, like worship session ever. We were just in joy and thanksgiving to God. But we exhausted ourselves, and so that didn't help. Um, wedding night came, and it was pretty much a catastrophe. <laughs> And I cried, and Neil helped me, and that's what we did, you guys. And I do want to emphasize normalizing that it's okay not to have sex on your wedding night. And if I could go back in time and change something, it would have been to be present with my husband and how we were each feeling and those emotions over trying to, you know, perform to what we thought the wedding night expectation, ex, ex, expectations should entail. Um right which is another, like, huge limiting belief that I had going into the wedding night. Anyway, so our early years of marriage really reflected all of that. It was really changing our mindset around the freedoms that we now had within marriage and really breaking a lot of those boundaries. I still had shame to work through, you guys, that I didn't realize I was carrying from our dating years. Um, And even our early, like, our wedding night, that actually – caused a lot of controversy in my heart and a lot of tension in my heart that I really struggled with. And so we carried that burden uh, for the first couple years of our marriage and it really played a toll on our sex life. Like mm. we were intimate and we love the heck out of each other. We still do. Like there was no questioning that, but our sex life really <laughs> lacked intention and, and just being present with each other. And pleasure being involved on both parties because we had a lot of stuff we had to work through. Mm. And so that brought us up to, kind of like Alana, um, your story. We had a baby and we had our firstborn, Acadia, and it was the same thing. I was like, no, this is a reset. Like, we're, we're looking at this as a reset and we are getting a hold of our sex life and claiming it back from all the lies that the enemy has poured into us and reclaiming this And we're standing our ground and we're rededicating this to the Lord. And so a lot of things started to really shift, you guys. And so that was in about year two or three, two to three. And beyond that, till about year five of our marriage, the next couple of years between having Acadia going through postpartum, then having Sophia going through postpartum, um, we had the girls pretty close together. Um, There's so many changes, you know, in our lives And God broke down walls like a boss in those years, and we worked through shame, and we worked through traumas, and we worked through so much sexual apprehension and tension and strongholds that we weren't even realizing we were carrying um, and God just did a work in us and it was really hard. It was a very, very, very hard couple years of our lives and just being honest with even ourselves, you know, and, and before God and and before each other because sexuality is such it it is such a vulnerable thing. It's hard to even get honest with ourselves on that sometimes. And so that was a huge waking point, and God did a massive, massive work in our lives in those years. And so it was out of that that the Holy Spirit really um, put both within Neil and I's hearts um, the importance of really cultivating healthy sexual intimacy and what God designed sex as for a married husband and wife. And so cue podcasts and books and anything we could find that was godly sex information. We were listening to it, pouring over it. We were studying the scriptures and we just went full out. But like Alana said... Was there a lot of that to pour into? No, there wasn't. And we definitely found ourselves lacking in a lot of departments that we had question questions for, you know? Like, so many questions still that were left unanswered. Um, and so through that, uh, some more prayers started happening. And the Holy Spirit started working again, which led us to, I mean, obviously, Lana, you shared your story that happened last April May, the Lord brought us together and reconnected us, and then the rest is history. So with that, um, whatever mindset maybe you guys came in on this ministry of ours with, that God's ordained, it's very easy to see people and assume that they have it all together and that you're the mm-hmm. only one struggling. Alana shared that that she felt like that. I felt like that, too, like very much so. Um and we're here to tell you it's not true. Like Alana and I just shared with you some of our stories, and that's just touching the tip of the iceberg, you guys. You guys didn't see the tears and the fits and like just begging on our knees for redemption. Like there's all of that too. It's a messy story for both of us. I mean, like, there's 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 messes with on all of this. So I think it's important to remember that Alana and I each came to this um, out of a sense and a place of brokenness in a sense, if if, if I could say it in that way. And uh, the Lord seen that, and he is always the missing puzzle piece to that broken puzzle. And he answered both of Alana and I's prayers and um, as we were asking the Lord to just show us more and, and or give us ministry or whatever it, it was that was on our hearts at the time. And he really knit our story together, you know, and gave Alan and I each a huge passion for this topic and, and realizing that through our own brokenness, how many other women and and men and couples were broken in this area of their lives too, but felt like they couldn't talk about it because quote unquote, so many people don't talk about it. And um and that's where the Lord led us with this. And and so it's so interesting. Both Len and I weren't like, Okay, God, we're gonna do this ministry. Let's do this. We're like, God, like us? Are you sure? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Are That's you just sure? it.
0: And I think too, so, like, um, if you think like obviously our pasts aren't perfect, like our, our our sextimonies come with their own little speed bumps and detours and whatever and that's still the case. Like we still don't have it all figured out. We still go through ruts. Like I was, you know, like there's still times where we, you know, are, we need those resources still. We like, I, we look for ways to spice things up, you know? Um, but having this helps, you know, when you're talking about it with someone weekly or right, it's just on the forefront of your brain. Um, but I'd encourage you if you, if you one haven't really talked to your spouse about, you know, it like sex, like if you don't really communicate about it, I would really encourage you to do that and to get really open with, um, like people around you, like people, you just assume everyone else has just got it all sorted, but hard, like no one's got it sorted. So I feel like even just to take that second to connect with your friends and be like, Hey, like this is what's going on with me. Like for me, that was a huge eye-opening thing. Like I had friends that were talking about, Oh yeah. Like, I'm working on like a multiple orgasms. And I was like, what? Like I've never had one, you know, like at whatever point in my marriage, this was, but I was like, wow. And it was really eye opening for me to then be like, okay, but this is achievable. Like this is something I can, like I can get there. And it was really like encouraging in that sense too, I found. Um, And it just kind of lit that fire under me that maybe I I wouldn't have gotten to on my own to just hear other people's stories and how they're doing and you're like oh I want to do that like I can do that. So I think even just you know if you don't have anyone to talk to message us like share with us like how it's going or how we can pray for you because we want to cheer you on in your story or if you want to just share your testimony with us we'd love to hear it. Um so yeah, I just really encourage you that wherever you're at um you're doing great and um yeah, this no one's perfect so we have our whole lives to to get better at this and grow with your spouse cuz that's the beauty of it right you have your whole life to grow together so i think that's a really beautiful thing
1: yeah like that was probably a huge takeaway if i could if i could narrow it down to some huge takeaways that we have gotten over the years um in terms of our sex life goes and just what the lord has been doing in our own marriage is to really lean in on God's grace and extend that grace to each other as spouses to extend that grace, even to yourself and, um, know that it's not, okay, we're getting to this destination. Then we've got it. It's not like that. It's not a Mm -hmm. destination. It's a journey. And to just embrace every step of the way of that journey, the good, bad, the ugly, and know that the Lord's got you in that and just really lean into him because at the end of the day, we honestly can't do anything in our power, you know, like for ultimate lasting, fulfilling change and growth. That's a Lord working in our marriages. And I think it's important to really remember that as we go through, you know, with, with our sexual journeys.
0: One last thing though, I'd actually, I'd really encourage you to actually write down your own sex testimony Cause I feel like yeah,
1: I'm, I'm totally inspired to do this now,
0: right? Like I feel like people, like it's something that's, it's really worthwhile to actually see, like, I don't know if you, like if, you journal like if people journal or not like but even just to like start one even or like um like i I'm very pro journaling, <laughs> I love that, but to just write down and you can just see you know maybe where where God was moving in it, or you know you're like, oh, maybe this was a really hard time in my life, and so like that was why this was so low, or I was struggling with this, and you know that's oh right, that's what we were working on then, I feel like it's really healthy to look back and remember. How far you've come and and just to write it down and and talk about it with your spouse, um, yeah, I think it can just be a really beautiful way to see see where you've come in your sex life, um which is something i didn't ever think i would <laughs> I would write down, but I'm so grateful to right. have written it down because now I can look back and and see this really nice little summed up way that God was moving in me and Jeff and growing us and you know, moving, you know, in me even before I was married. So I know, I think it's a really powerful way to just step back and just see where God was in
1: your entire story. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful Godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.